Today on the show, we talked to David Frederick. David is one of the co-founders of the Sanders for President subreddit on reddit.com. For those of you that don't know, Reddit is a website where users can create forums or message boards dedicated to certain topics called subreddits. Now, there are subreddits for politics, sports, movies, and just about anything else you can think of. At the time of our conversation, just before the Iowa caucuses, the Sanders for President subreddit had over 160,000 members and had raised just over a million dollars for the Sanders campaign. As of the recording of this introduction, the subreddit has raised nearly $1.5 million and has over 185,000 members. Now, regardless of your politics, those are some pretty impressive statistics. Now, on to the show where we talk to David, where he started with the subreddit, his background, and what might be in store next for him after the campaign. All right, David, again, thanks a lot for doing this. We really appreciate your time today. Sure. Uh, so before we get into it, uh, just for the people that don't know, you are one of the co-founders of the Sanders for Reddit, or sorry, Sanders for President subreddit on Reddit. And uh, I was looking over at the stats, and I'm pretty amazed about this. So you guys have 162,000 subscribers. You've raised almost, you've raised over a million dollars. You have tapped into the activism of the subscribers to make over 53,000 phone calls and over 5,000 volunteers who've canvassed. Uh, and we're only, as we record this, we're only a couple days away from Iowa. So I guess my first question is, how's, how do you feel about all this? <laughs> um, well, I'm outstanding. It's, it's an impressive feeling, um, kind of an overwhelming one when I sort of think about what we've accomplished. Uh, and even the, the stats that you've listed don't quite tell the whole story because there's all those people who haven't reported things, but then there's all the people who've created all of these other programs and mm-hmm. sites through us that have made such a big impact too. Um, Feel the Burn, I think, has just passed a, a million visitors. Uh, Vote for uh, Vote for Bernie has done the same not too long ago, and they're you know both Facebooks are blowing up. So in terms of us starting, us being a great starting point, there's a lot of statistics that I think that go beyond even us, just because of how active Bernie supporters are. Right. And I, th- I think that pretty much my feeling about anytime anybody asks me the question of how do I feel about it is, uh, how could we be doing more? Uh, <laughs> every single day, it's kind of, all right, well, we've done that. Now, now we need to do something next. We need to keep going. You know, I, I think that's right, because now I'm just starting to see mainstream news articles come out that actually talk about the subreddit. So, for example, the other day, I saw an article on Yahoo, of all places, that talked about how... <laughs> <laughs> how your subreddit is helping volunteers get to Iowa and help with the campaign. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's right. I think you guys are only going to go up from here. Yeah, we're, uh, we've are we been kind of in and out of the media for a couple of months now. And usually it's sort of the novelty of, of Reddit is what gets us on. They're not necessarily our people power. Um, I think Madison kind of got us into the limelight a little bit. We had a few interviews sort of revolving around that. Uh, but then after that, yeah, it's really been sort of uh, look at Bernie's online only followers. Just, you know, they're not showing up in real life, um, and now we are. And I think it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of hard to keep ignoring um, that he's pulling these big numbers, and he's not just pulling them from nowhere. There's a lot of people out there who want to create things like uh, Ride with Bernie, which is the you know it's essentially Uber for Bernie fans to see if we can get them to places where they can't have access to or. Uh, Bernie B&B, which is Airbnb for Bernie fans, so that they can find some place to sleep if they want to go canvas in Iowa and they're from Michigan. Um, 
And now it's, it's all about how to get bodies to where they need to be and get people on the phone and get, get money where it needs to be. Right, right. So I, I definitely want to talk about all of this, but I guess let, let's first, let's kind of start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. How did this subreddit come about? So this is a pretty frequent uh, question for Aiden and I, and it was kind of interesting is because it started off as kind of nothing. Um, you know, it was an online conversation where we were pretty glib about the state of politics. And Was this know, on Reddit? What are you guys talking this is, on Reddit? This is on Reddit. It was pretty early in the morning, um, some day of the week. I can't remember what. Uh, it was December 5th, 2013. We do know the date. And uh, the conversation turned to honesty in politics Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Warren, how she wasn't going to run and all the other stuff. And Aiden brought up Bernie. Now, uh, Aiden's from Vermont, so he had a lifetime experience, and I had none. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it for probably 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and I told him, all right, do it in terms of getting a subreddit started. I gave him a couple sentences about how we'd get started and what to do. Um, I went to bed, and the next morning, Aiden had created it and invited me to be a moderator. And that was it. You know, The quote that started everything was just do it. <laughs> And what did you guys, what was your intention? So obviously you call it Sanders for presidents. Obviously you want, you wanted Bernie to run and ultimately win the presidency. But did you really have an idea of what you wanted to do after creating the subreddit? No, uh, absolutely not. It was, uh, this was a fly by night operation for a while where we were kind of committed to getting people interested in Bernie. Um, mm-hmm. It was sort of, we wanted Bernie for president because that was what everybody said about any politician or public figure that said anything interesting at the time. Oh, so-and-so called someone a name. That person should be president. So, you know, kind of, um, Elizabeth Warren went to Washington, D.C., Elizabeth Warren for president. That sort of, everybody had to be for president. So we jumped on and said, Sanders for president. And I think the first few weeks we're, we're just, we need to make people more aware of Bernie. Um, and then I think we got some pretty good traffic the first couple of weeks and we started kind of really pushing for what we meant by Sanders for president, not just for the group itself, but for ourselves. And that's when it started to coalesce into a, all right, I think that there's a lot going on for this candidate. I think that there's a lot of interest that we could be doing on Reddit. And uh, we just kept going and it kept growing and we got more and more committed to the uh, the narrative that, at the very least, we could pull everybody a little bit through, uh, closer to the left. And then that grew into, well, maybe we don't need to just go for that. Maybe what we really want to say is Bernie Sanders could be president. And then Bernie Sanders should be president. And that's that's sort of, we went from, you know, this is information to this is inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so did that take the form of you talking to other Reddit users on other subreddits or that uh, it's kind of hard to get non Reddit users to be interested in Reddit um, Mm -hmm. sort of on an offhanded way. Uh, It's, it was absolutely that we went around late nights, early mornings, lunch breaks, and just cruised around uh, uh, our politics and other subreddit, one of the largest uh, progressive various other Reddit groups and just, found comments where people were saying things that would align to what Bernie was doing um, or if they were in support of something that uh, Elizabeth Warren was doing or another piece of progressive legislation, um, we could jump in and there and say, ah, if you really like that person, I, you know, here's you know, Bernie's speech from 1993 about something or here's uh, something else that relates to what you're interested in. And this candidate, uh, this senator 
from Vermont who we think could be a very strong candidate for 2016. And uh, over time, we just collected people here or there, and you know they started contributing on their own. And I think uh, the first time I ran into a comment where I made something and somebody told me about Sanders for president, uh, I was pretty happy with the way <laughs> things were going. So, so okay. That, that, so it sounds like that that was a informational campaign. At what point did you sort of move beyond just disseminating information and and and, and trying to grow the Reddit and maybe think that you can have an actual role in either you know getting people to to support Bernie's run or or otherwise? Um, we remained an informational based sub, um, information and news. I mean, this kind of Reddit strength, anyways. Um, I think even up to the, the day that the campaign announced. Mm -hmm. I think that at that point, all we could do was disseminate information and say, there's nothing we can do right now. Be patient. The campaign keeps hinting uh, that they'll make a decision one way or the other. Just be patient. There's no other steps right now. Learn more, educate people more. If the campaign decides that they're not going to run, take this information and go forth and see if we can continue this progressive growth that's going on right now. And uh, it turned into activism just a few months ago where we started going, shifting away from um, information and donation posts only uh, to uh, information, activism and donation posts. And now we're sort of at a flux where we're just everything all the time, bright and shiny lights, uh, because that's what this campaign has turned into. We need to be active at all times. Right. How much time do you think you spend on the, on the subreddit? A day? Um, a day? I honestly couldn't tell you that. Um, I think on average, because I have a full-time job, I'm on it, I don't know, probably eight to 10 hours a day. Um, and on you know, days that I'm not working, uh, probably the entire day off and on. Wow. <laughs> and, and are, are you just cruising the subreddit for, for comments or are you doing more than just look, looking over the subreddit? So a lot of what I'm doing these days is uh, we keep recruiting more and more moderators to kind of keep track of the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm usually doing right now is I'm talking with the other um, the other senior moderators or I'm talking to the other uh, uh, officers sort of in what our group is to keep talking about what the tone should be, whether or not we need to be talking about this, um, sort of directing what our official conversation should look like. Mm -hmm. um, but also about how to drive interaction. And that's, um, you know, promoting, uh, ask any things at this point. We're doing a lot of those, a um, lot of social media updates, you know, lots of sort of continuing to push the envelope in terms of how we can interact. And that means more money being generated, more uh, people being activated to go do volunteer activities uh, and promoting those or uh, promoting those groups and websites that have come out that are doing so much to keep this all rolling forward. How many mods are on your team right now? I don't have an answer for you on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it used to be, I mean, not even that long ago, there were five. Um, and is, now, it just, is it just so many that you can't keep track? Or Well, we just added a, a huge amount, I think, earlier last week. Um, and Alex, who's sort of our chief operating officer, um, the head of the moderation team at this point, uh, is hugely impactful, and a lot of this stuff kind of falls under his uh, mod ship. Um, it looks like we have, my goodness, um, I still can't tell you. 
you guys are too big to fail. Uh, we're at 31. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, if you look at you know, sort of traffic wise, we're quickly approaching, um, you know, uh, our politics, the you know, largest polit political sub on Reddit. So default, uh, we're quickly catching up to them in terms of daily traffic. And wow. now we're still very far behind in terms of number of subscribers. Um, but in terms of traffic, we're getting huge amounts. And that's why we have so many moderators is that, you know, we're not like any other subreddit. We're not just about posting pictures of frogs and video games and, you know, how you built your deck. Um, this is all about one goal, and that goal is getting Bernie Sanders elected president. Um, and that means control over the conversation. That means um, making sure that it remains civil and productive and constructive. And that, that is why we have so many moderators, that yeah. to keep things moving forward, um, sort of... In, a, in that way, we need all these people kind of on hand to make sure that you know, uh, internet trolls or sort of the worst parts of the internet don't creep in and sort of poison what we've been working so hard to achieve. I, I, I do want to talk about the troll comment in a bit, but uh, back to your activism. I, I, I'm actually looking at the, the subreddit right now, and, and it's pretty impressive. You guys have a tally of how much money you've raised. You have a tally of how many calls have been made how many canvassers there are i see a banner with a calendar of upcoming dates including town meetings amas uh in the upper right i see a countdown of the of the various primaries and caucuses that are coming up so really it's 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 very it's done in a in my opinion a very is done in a very good way to, to funnel people into action not just sort of posting feel-good links about about their <laughs> candidate uh, and that's great because we did have that issue where slacktivism is a real thing. Um, and we are in an internet based political power. Um, so maintaining a way for the, to, to gamify the system or to provide visual constant contact um, where people can determine what's been going on. You know, are they just a part of something? Are they just an observer? Um, what's their next step? Is this interesting? I think we're just a, a few days away from instituting flashing lights that tells everybody that they need to get to work. Um, <laughs> but we do have uh, an actual pop-up bar. If you scroll over any of those links, uh, a large window will pop up and tell you um, what dates are quickly approaching for um, voter deadlines. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we call that the, the big teal monster. Um, uh, right now, register as a Democrat or undeclared by tomorrow in New Hampshire. Um, registered to vote by 2-1 in Arkansas, Texas, Georgia, and Tennessee. Yeah. So we're just kind of keeping, if we can put that information in your face to make sure that it's acted upon, that's what we're going to be doing. I, I want to talk about an interesting moment, and you touched on this. Uh, I, I sort of think of it as uh, the state of the subreddit, mm -hmm. where, like you said, the, the slacktivism got to a point where it seemed very obvious that the mods were, were sort of frustrated with it. And I'm wondering if you could just kind of talk, walk us through, you know, the thinking behind the scenes of how you guys arrived at the decision to sort of, quote unquote, flip the switch to be more of an activism oriented subreddit, H how, mm -hmm. how you thought about how to message it, just, just sort of how you guys sort of approach that whole um, issue. Uh, that, that was actually, I think, our second uh, state of the union, uh, state of the subreddit. And part of it came down to, we were getting a lot of traffic, but we weren't seeing anything done. And uh, I think the turning point for me was we do money bombs. Uh, mm -hmm. We try and organize a bunch of people for a lot of money. 
uh, just sort of in one day. See if we can get you know, Feel the Burn or Burning 2016 kind of trending on Twitter or Facebook where we can kind of get some traction. And uh, for me, it kind of came to a head in that we did this and there was almost no participation in one of them. <laughs> it was in terms of how many subscribers we had, how many people interacted was actually lower than what we had on the first time. So to mm -hmm. me, it was, all right, people are coming here, but they are not connecting. They sure. are they're spectators only. That's mm -hmm. not going to work. And the people that we do run into that are very activism based are kind of discouraged mm -hmm. um, about how many people are showing up, but nobody's working. Um, and we had a couple of people who felt very strongly about this. Um, you know, in particular, I can think of uh, Eli Browning, who's worked uh, campaigns before, very driven about trying to get make sure that we had people uh, moving towards activism. Um, and it, you know, it was actually a big turning point for us because that was sort of the internal moment where we had to confront whether or not we wanted to be feel good and in information or if we wanted to be um, something more than what we could just brag about to our parents in terms right. of Internet traffic. Right. And I think that's how that all spawned. Yeah, I, th I think I think like you said, one of the things you guys instituted was uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, posts are only limited to activism-based posts. Right. Um, yeah. It, was Was there anything else that you guys did to sort of funnel the conversation towards action as opposed to just kind of feel-good postings? Um, I think at that point is when we started to sort of crack down on really unconstructive stuff. Um, where it started, we started to eliminate a lot of the, the fluff postings. Um, but for Tuesdays and Thursdays, I mean, it turned into, it was an amazing experiment, but it turned something that was unsustainable for us because it required, you know, teaching everybody these new rules and then us being able to remember to enforce them on certain days. And we would have bots to set things up and it didn't quite work out in terms of us maintaining that, um, that quality of moderation on Mondays and Wednesdays as compared to what they were on Thursdays, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And ultimately what we did is we just rolled them all up and just said, you know what, what we're going to be doing is we're going to push activism every day. Um, you know, we'll let all these other posts in, but what we're, we're going to be pushing every day is activism. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be putting it on the front page with field to burn, with uh, phone calls, with donations, with countdowns, with voter deadlines. What we're going to be constantly doing, instead of saying on Tuesdays and Thursdays, check in for activism, what we're going to say is do it all the time, every day. Mm -hmm. So there's 31 mods. You guys are all volunteers. You, mm -hmm. you, make, you make no money off of this whatsoever. This is just something you do because you passionately believe in it. Uh, yeah. How do you guys organize yourselves behind the scenes? So there's 31 of you guys. Uh, is there a hierarchy? Uh, how, how does it work? Uh, there is a hierarchy, uh, but we're organized in Slack. Um, is okay. how we typically communicate with one another. Uh, a few other ways here or there. Uh, there is a hierarchy. It's mostly developed uh, on seniority, but there's some that's sort of related to um, specialty. We have uh, graphic designers who obviously... Or either I'll explain, uh, we're not just 31 people. It's not just the moderators. Um, mm -hmm. And we're not just the subreddit. We're beyond that in terms of we also do uh, run different platforms, Facebook, Crescendo, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Um, our goal, of course, is to consume social media um, in the way that we kind of did with Reddit. Is We want to be out there pushing this activism and being like a web nexus for all of these things so we can kind of get... Um, everybody's sort of on the same page and it's a constantly improving page at that. Uh, but so within our organization, we have 31 mods. 
um, and then another dozen or so people who aren't moderators. Uh, hierarchy would be me, now that Aiden's gone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we should say Aiden King's your co-founder now. He works for the campaign. In right. Uh, he's official, so he has uh, become our king in absentia. He's gone. Um, you know, we can deify him as much as we'd like, but he's not coming back to help us. <laughs> um, and if he comes back, that's that's what kind of ends our group anyways, because the only reason why he'd come back to Sanders for president is if the campaign ends, <clears throat> which ends also our, our, our mission here. Yeah. Um, so it would be me, uh, but I cannot do this alone. Um, this would be overwhelming, um, and it's especially working full-time, but just in terms of the amount of detail and mental energy that goes into, I'd say, 90% of it. Um, and I'd say that uh, Alex Stigler, uh, also known as Writing Toss, um, he's the next senior person after me, um, has been an incredible motivating um, a powerful component in terms of keeping the subreddit organized, um, civil, and constructive, and I think more than anybody else. Um, after Aiden, uh, it would be Alex was is really what keeps this ball rolling and a uh, ball rolling. And I think that um, you know he's right below me, so I get to make executive decisions. But I would I would never make one without consulting him, and I don't think uh, Aiden would either. I think we're all kind of there. Is that how decisions are made? So it, it, you sort of set the, the, the vision and, and you set the decisions or is there a group consensus when it comes to sort of direction and... and it depends and, and on the decision. Okay. It sort of depends on what direction we're going to be taking. Um, there are some conversations that we direct that are purely social media um, and we'll go to the social media channel and at that point it comes down to um, a consensus uh, for a lot of things. Um, but we do have a social media department head, and it might be just that he decides on something, and we're, we're okay with that. So it really comes down to the um, severity of the situation. We kind mm-hmm. of The groups keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller until you get to the point where um, a high-level decision must be made. Uh, in that case, it's going to be uh, Alex, um, myself, and uh, you know, our third active member of the core team, which is uh, Ricardo Gutierrez. Uh, and the, the three of us will kind of come up with that final next step that we need to do. And then we'll take it out to the group and sort of disseminate it. Have you guys actually met in person? Or are you all scattered about throughout the country? Uh, we are all scattered about throughout the country. Some of us have met each other. Um, we recently added um, a couple of moderators from California, which is where I'm at. Um, and one of the people that we met was a woman named Sarah Ligda who's actually, I met through, um, physically met through a, a Bernie event, sort of at the beginning of all of this. So it was kind of interesting that we had met once or twice, and then here she is now working in our group. And that's the only person that I've met. Mm. Everybody else is, as far as I know, I don't even know if they're he- real human beings. They could just be other computers, <laughs> but I have to assume they are. How do you... I must. So you have a full-time job. You said you spend eight to ten hours a day on the subreddit. You know, the, the group has raised over a million dollars. You communicate frequently with the campaign. I mean, do you do you tell people that, that you're behind this, or you just sort of you walk around kind of knowing this and keeping it keep it a secret? Um, a little column A, a little column B. Okay. It sort of depends on my mood and if I think that. <laughs> uh, you know, there are days where you get fed up with your sort of nine to five job. 
um, it's boring or it doesn't pay very well or it's a frustrating day. And you kind of just want to tell yourself, but look what else I'm doing with my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how many people get to say that they can work and do something that's really fulfilling? Now, I'd like to do both. Um, but, you know, sometimes those things don't quite work out. And my position right now is that, uh, you know, what I can do best right now is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a while I was unemployed in the middle of it. And uh, not going to lie, there was some disinclination to finding a full-time job just so I could keep working on the sub. Um, but that doesn't pay very well. Sure, <laughs> so sure, I, I ended right. up getting a job. Right. Uh, and you know, ultimately... I'll tell people about it um, if they ask for more information. Sometimes I say I work two jobs. Um, and then among my friends and family, I'm pretty much the second something good happens with the subreddit mm. or with Bernie. I'm, I'm out there letting everybody know that I was a part of it. Not to be conceited, just so <laughs> they know that I'm really important. <laughs> well, well, you guys are really important. I mean, as far as I can tell, I haven't found another online group that, ha that is as organized and large and has made it quite an impact as, as you guys have. And that's, you know, not only with uh, Bernie, but uh, across any other, across any other candidate. I think that um, no numbers in front of me. Um, this is all estimation, but I think we are the largest, well, by far the largest um, active political group for any presidential campaign this, um, this season. I don't. I, I know that no other candidate has any. I don't know if there's uh, any any others um, that are supporting Bernie, um, but maybe I'm just biased. I don't know. <laughs> do Do you want to work for the campaign, or do you want to get into politics after this is all over? I've always been a big fan of politics. Um, mm -hmm. It's been a, a wild ride in terms of you know what I consider myself and and what my uh, ideals really lie in um, up until. A few months ago, I was still calling myself a Republican. Um, really? Really. <laughs> I'd never voted for a Democrat, and I registered as a Democrat so I could vote this time. Um, you know, you know, talking to other people in the group, they were kind of like, you know, you've been calling yourself a Republican, but you're, you're not a very good Republican. Um, because I'm, I was an old school Republican. I always thought that's what my, my dad was. Sure. Um, and, you know, kind of, I'm not religious. Uh, I'm not small government I'm, you know, it was kind of like all right it's just that my big government came in a different package or that you know i still had some priorities in terms of what um state financed education looked like so it kind of came out and we'll, while we're talking about it was all right dave you're actually a progressive who's been calling himself a republican for five years <laughs> so that was an eye-opening experience where it's just like no i'm not <laughs> were your parents um, both republicans no uh well um, my mom was a uh, pretty outspoken Democrat. She actually was a member of SDS okay. um, a long time ago. I kind of got more conservative as life went on. Um, and then when she and my stepdad kind of got involved, they became a lot more Republican, um, very much more uh, a religious kind of experience. And not necessarily that you know, religious right and all the overtones that go with them, but they were just more right-leaning and very religious in the part that Part of each played together. Um, my dad um, recently discovered is kind of politically wherever he wants to be. Um, he's not a zealot by any means, um, and he's pretty flexible. So he's voted either way, one way or the other. And mm -hmm. you know, he was talking to me about how passionate he was for Dukakis, 
but then I know that he was also a McCain supporter. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a you know, opposite ends of the spectrum there. Well, you know, where are we going? And you know, McCain's pretty liberal. Just campaign McCain is conservative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we've had a flexible life in terms of what it's all going. And my dad majored in history, so there's a lot of experience in terms of what we wanted to talk about there. And my brother's very big into politics. So my whole life is what we've been talking about. This is dinner table. Are your parents going to support Bernie? Um, I don't know. I think likely they'll support me. Okay. Uh, my stepdad, uh, my mom passed away earlier last year, um, sort of right as all of this stuff was starting to develop. So she had this chance to sort of see me um, get started into something that I've been passionate about um, for my whole life and starting to see it go someplace. Um, and this is before like anything really big happened. So it's just kind of like, this is Bernie announcing. This is the numbers that we're seeing, the growth that we're seeing in the subreddit. Um, and th- that was sort of where um, I ca- she kind of like got to leave me at a, at a high note where it was just getting higher. Mm. Um, I think my stepdad um, is not super pr- political now. Um, I think that his circle of friends is pretty conservative, but uh, hopefully if I keep giving him updates, he'll just kind of support me in the long run. Uh, but he's in Illinois, and uh, that primary may not mean much. Right. Point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in California. By the time the primary comes to us, it, it'll probably be meaningless. Yeah. yeah. Who, who do you want to vote for? Well, what are my options? <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sort of in the same boat. Sort of my whole life has been in states that don't have, uh, you know, the most relevant primaries. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that should it come down to a general election, Bernie Sanders versus whoever, um, I'm, I'm pretty positive that just about everybody I know is going to vote for Bernie. Mm-hmm. Now was I should that... expand my worldview because there may be lots of people that I don't know. Sure. sure. Against, but sure. I, 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 so was it a hard sell to uh, be a Bernie supporter? No, first... <laughs> it was actually a remarkably easy. sell. Um, my frustration has been with dishonesty in politics for a long time. Um, and that was the conversation that we got started um, sort of 2008, uh, so I used to work, sort of some background, so I used to work in uh, home construction, like okay. right as the housing bubble burst, right? Mm. Uh, and so that job kind of ended, and I went on to work for a, uh aerospace parts company that was sold, and half the, you know, my entire department was canceled, and half the production facility was moved to Mexico. Uh, and then I got a job sort of right as that happened was when the economy crashed and I got a job in a factory. I watched everybody get laid off or, you know, sort of the company that made an amazing product um, sort of continue to struggle. Um, Mm -hmm. They struggled to this day as far as I know. I haven't really kept in touch. And then I moved to California where somebody who's got experience building houses, drafting airplane parts and working in a furniture factory, I thought that I'd be doing all right in terms of finding a job and it it was incredibly hard. Um, So it was kind of, I came out in a period where I came out of school. Um, I've never seen a boom economy and all I've ever seen are increasing ways for people to get the shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while I thought it was the you know big government in the way or the government conspiracy was what was holding people back. And then it really just came down to, it's not that the government's too big. It's that it's big in all the wrong ways. Uh, it could be bigger here. It could be smaller there. Um, it's an argument about, efficiency versus effectiveness more than it is about size sure so you, you so you said that you were you were drawn to bernie's honesty but it also sounds like 
and not to put words in your mouth, but you're drawn to this economic message as well. Uh, yeah, that was part of it. Um, I think the big selling point for me was um, you know, the honesty, obviously, but that's not a very good reason to just vote for somebody. Um, as far as I know, Trump is honest, and <laughs> at least to himself, you know, not to everybody else, but to himself, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Um, but for me, it kind of comes down to the honesty was important, but sort of the honesty about some of the issues that really mattered to me. Um, healthcare was never a thing, <clears throat> pardon me, was never a thing that was on my list anywhere in terms of things that I was concerned about. Um, you know, I, when I got started with Bernie, I was part of the uh, Invincibles, so it didn't matter to me what healthcare was. Mm-hmm. Um, and now my fiance is a doctor out here in California, so my healthcare has been fantastic for almost no money. That's great. Uh, so it was never high on my priorities, but trade deals and union membership and sort of, uh, you know, what was the percentage of people who voted in the last election? 33%. Um, with like a you know, high double digit, you know, not high double digits, but like a very small portion of those were young people. Like nobody voted. Like the, the disillusionment of the process was kind of like, all right, this has all got to change. Are we talking honesty? Are we talking how many people are being cut out of the system? Yeah. Who can't vote and why? And that's what really kind of pulled me in. So as we're talking right now, we're a couple of days away from Iowa. Bernie's either tied or leading in Iowa and has a pretty strong lead in New Hampshire. But as far as South Carolina and Nevada goes, he, he's trailing. And I guess I'm sure you've been asked this plenty of times. So what happens if he loses Iowa? Well, he won't. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he loses Iowa, we move on to New Hampshire. Um, you know, we've got that strong lead. But, you know, the way that I look at polls every day that something comes out is just assume that they're improving, but five, five points behind whatever they're telling you it is. Because mm-hmm. um, getting really excited about them doesn't do you any good because then you don't want to do anything. If you get really mm-hmm. pessimistic about it, it's not going to do you any good. You're not going to mm-hmm. do anything. Um, especially because until Iowa, this is all setting up pieces on the risk board. You haven't mm-hmm. started playing anything. So you can load everything in Australia if you want, but if you can't go through Sam, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, I don't know why board game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that if he loses Iowa, um, we'll just have to make a strong showing in New Hampshire. And I think if it comes down to a close race in Iowa, I mean, if it's, if we blow past Hillary, there goes South Carolina. That's on us all you know, sort of domino effect. Is mm-hmm. One of the biggest struggles that we've had in terms of attracting voters and interest has been uh, a lack of media coverage. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really hard to ignore a presidential caucus winner. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of once you get past to that, you know, once you get either a really strong showing or a tie or just totally blow her out of the water, I think at that point, you know, it's really hard to argue that Hillary is the only person in this race. And I think we're starting to see that adjustment right. now in terms right. of um, Bernie kind of making his ultimatum yesterday in terms of how we're going to do um, debates kind of moving forward. What, what did you think about that? That seemed like a much more aggressive and assertive Bernie than you, we've seen before. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that this, uh, it's a more public one, but he's certainly been um, assertive through the whole time. This is not a conciliatory uh, candidate. This is not somebody who says, you know, I'm really sorry you feel that way, or, you know, I wish we could get along. If it, this is kind of a, you know, we can't 
we can't get along in this. So here's what I have to say about it. I'm not going to tiptoe through it. I'm going to tell you, no, that's not right. That's not what we're going to do. And I think what it was is it was um, probably the best sort of uh, opportunity to be, I think it just showed itself really well. Now that we're starting to get all this attention and we're allowed to be even more assertive or he is allowed to be, um, mm-hmm. be able to come out and say, look, we've been saying this for a long time. Now you want to come around and do it? Okay. I think really the starting point in terms of this sort of uh, aggression was um, the NGP sort of mm-hmm. the bungling. Data yeah. You know, whoever messed up where um, and why and who got involved, um, you know, I, what it really came down to was the public statements by everybody became, I think that's when blood started to get a little hot. Um, Cause that was when the campaign started talking about the DNC actively working against the campaign. Um, and here was an instance where Hillary all of a sudden is needs more debates and the DNC is willing to either look the other way or oblige. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that speaks volumes in terms of, um, the ties between the establishment and the establishment and what we're trying to do here. What, what, what's your thoughts on Hillary? So you spend eight to 10 hours a day on the subreddit. There's, you know, often links posted that would, uh, you know, put it mildly highlight some inconsistencies in Hillary's words and actions. If it came down to it and Hillary was the nominee, would you support her? Uh, I will worry about that if and when it happens. <laughs> uh, I would say that compared to uh, any Republican, um, and those are my only options, like third party is not an option right now. Um, that's a st- state and local election concern for me. Um, I would absolutely vote for Hillary, and I'd be confident every day um, that I've made the right choice voting for her over the present crop. Um, you know, one of the big things, you know, big arguments for me for Hillary are Hillary's a pragmatist, um, a cynic more than anything else, I suppose, who's lived this whole life of kind of dealing with wrangling with these people. But that's not what we want right now. We don't got a lawnmower going on, don't you? Uh, There's something going on outside. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Part of it really turns into um, this grinding incremental change towards Mm -hmm. something um, versus this sort of, grand gesture and i think a part of it is you know democrats aren't likely to get a ton of stuff done without a lot of support this next election cycle anyways so why not swing for the fences why not get the candidates says look they're not going to work with me anyways but Mm -hmm. what i'm going to get done is going to be outstanding or at least in the direction of outstanding so do we want grinding in incremental change or do we want um sweeping successes and failures um and to me the latter sounds like a better risk for reward, um, but grinding incremental change towards positive through Hillary, and that's what, exactly what she'd do, would be uh, far preferable to grand and sweeping gestures of deconstruction of the American way of life, which is what I think the Republican Party stands for right now. Yeah, absolutely. So when it's all over, what are you going to do? Obviously, the election is going to end at some point. And so Sanders for president will either have succeeded or have have not succeeded. And when it's all over, you're going to have eight to 10 hours of your life a day back. What are you going to do with yourself? 
Well, I think at, at that point, um, you know, right now I, I work in retail. I, I don't necessarily want to uh, mm-hmm. admit it, but uh, you know, I work in retail. Part of the way, part of the reason is so that I have the flexibility and the time to keep working for Bernie. Um, but before this, I was working long hour jobs for uh, sometimes better pay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably where I'd go back. Um, I certainly have no inclination to sort of find out that I've got eight hours a day and do nothing with my time. Uh, ultimately, I'd love to work in politics. Um, you know, specifically if uh, Aiden, Alex, and Ricardo all kind of wanted to, you know, we wanted to move in an apartment together and start our own business, I'd be uh, happy as I can't even imagine in order to get all that stuff done. Uh, it's not likely, probably, but. <laughs> Uh, I think that you know, I think that it would be really exciting for to keep what we've been able to accomplish with Sanders for president and sort of uh, when you grassroots for Sanders, which is sort of our tie-in uh, umbrella group. Um, seeing where that goes, seeing if we can carry this sort of progressive momentum into making uh, significant, lasting changes in terms of how we're pushing the American left. Um, there's a growing number of groups that are focused on this sort of thing, and as long as we can all kind of keep our keep a civil tongue in our heads we'll do pretty amazing things i think in the next few years to come yeah and we're already seeing that now i mean it looks like you already have you have an alex law ama schedule those like you've had other progressive candidates do amas it looks like really candidates are approaching you guys because you guys are sort of the group or the standard bearer to go to when it comes to you know getting their message out to a progressive audience so we we're actually working on sort of a not a second project but a sort of um parallel project called Grassroots Select, um, Mm -hmm. which is growing in terms of our participation and sort of the organization that's going behind it. And the whole, you know, whole premise behind it is, um, you know, all of these volunteers coming together to support Bernie. Well, who, Bernie says he can't do it alone. We need a revolution. We need other like-minded people involved. Um, What can we do in part of this? And part of it is that, yes, uh, smaller ticket campaigns are coming to us or smaller progressive groups um, are coming to us so that they can, you know, interact with us or expand or at least advertise that there's all these other things that they could be doing um, to help things out. Um, next week we have, uh, we have a couple people from uh, rights and democracy, Vermont coming on. And I think that that's part of their message is that they're trying to expand as a group, but also kind of find a way to work in harmony with you know, rights and democracy groups sort of all over the country, um, Minnesota to what have you. I think that that's what our next step looks like. Is that yeah. I think we finally kind of, uh, I'll, you know, I'll call myself this now, as liberals, finally found a way to, <laughs> finally found a way to not tear ourselves each other down. Um, the second that somebody doesn't quite get the uh, definition of democratic socialism versus traditional socialism versus Greek Orthodox socialism, I mean, for a long time, that's what American uh, liberalism was. We just got each other mad about the minute definitions between. Uh, various political ideologies and we couldn't focus on our similarities and that's why we kept losing yeah you know i think that i think you're right i think this is no matter what happens i think this is probably the big one of the biggest benefits of this election cycle and in bernie in particular is that i think a lot of progressives and liberals however you want you know however you want to call them i mean they're not afraid to talk about things that were previously taboo before so for example you know i think that you know that the term class warfare would have been thrown around you know, just a couple of years ago. Now, you know, I think people are openly talking about uh, the 1% versus the rest of us, you know, and I think before it would have been, you would have been shouted down. Um, 
and I think, you know, talking about universal healthcare, I think before you would have been labeled as a crazy communist. And now it's, it's, it's an actual topic of conversation, paid family medical leave before, you know, it would have been, you'd have been labeled as some kind of big government tax and spend liberal. Now it's actually something that is getting legitimate traction. Mm -hmm. And I think the conversations really started to change where people are actually talking about economic issues, whereas before they may not have been, and, you know, they may have been sort of afraid to, or, you know, unwilling to. And I think, you know, regardless of how this election plays out, it's, it's really refreshing to see people talk about that without as much fear as they may have before. Uh, absolutely. I mean, even in this polarized sort of environment, having people uh, talk about it. I mean, even in Republican debates, sometimes these sort of conversations slip in for just sometimes. a moment. Yeah. A brief <laughs> flicker, a brief yeah. flicker. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that these conversations are, are happening and they're happening with greater frequency and intensity um, than we saw in years past. I mean, if you remember, Occupy Wall Street had at the beginning a very powerful message about income inequality. Um, and it was very, it was very uh, resonant with a lot of people, but because they started talking about class warfare, mm -hmm. among other things, as opposed to just keeping the message on income inequality, just that change of wording started mm -hmm. to throw people off. And, uh, but then it started to creep in back in sort of uh, throughout the last several years where you know, there have been a couple of articles by very wealthy people who said, yes, class warfare is real and we're winning. Um, with that sort of notion that just because we call it something doesn't mean that we're wrong. You know, is there class warfare? I don't know if it's an intentional attack on trying to make poor people poorer or if it's just income inequality. But what it really comes down to is that there is income inequality and that's something that needs to be addressed. Do you guys worry about keeping this momentum going? So you, you mentioned Occupy Wall Street and that movement sort of uh, died down a little bit. I mean, do you guys ever think about how can we sustain this momentum after the, after the election? Well, I mean, one of the kind of, one of the bigger things to kind of take away from Occupy Wall Street was that, well, you know, Occupy Wall Street kind of splintered up. I mean, it was a pretty long lasting sort of not news making event. Um, you know, there were a lot of people participating and it went on for a pretty good amount of time. And what it did is when it, when it broke up, it's formed a lot of other smaller political groups. Um, Occupy was a big role in terms of Hurricane Sandy and getting a lot of relief out there. Um, Occupy Debt and uh, Rolling Jubilee, still organiza organizations that are running along here, are, are very much uh, working in the interests of student loan debt and medical debt um, and how to resolve those issues. I think that keeping the momentum going is certainly a concern, um, but I think, that, I think that what we're taking away from here, um, what we're putting in and what we're taking away is sort of a what I would hope would be a constant rolling um, optimism or idealism where we could say, we didn't win, but we got really close. And that's better than any progressive or democratic socialist has been able to do in hmm. 35 years. You know, we're narrowing the gap. We're coming out with a better conversation. And I mean, one of the things that we're going to be seeing sort of regardless of which president comes in is uh, a focus on, sort of family care, um, which Democrat gets in, you know, Republicans, whatever. But uh, I think that sort of there's going to be significant momentum in at least some of our categories, sort of no matter what. 
uh, and sort of we're hoping that, that that positivity can carry through. Um, and that's, I mean, that was sort of the guidelines when we got started, is be positive, be constructive. Um, you know, we don't want to hear negative campaigning. We don't want to hear, uh, not that we don't want to hear negative things, but be constructive. Don't just come on and, and call us jerks. Tell us why we're jerks. Um, and I think that that's, that's what I want to keep having, was the ability to have conversations about what really matters uh, in a way that you know, isn't um, you know, one, one side chanting USA, USA, the other side <laughs> saying you know, the, the terrorists are right, this is why they hate us. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's not a conversation that we, that's a conversation we've had too many times over the last uh, 15 years. And uh, I don't think that that's something that we should even be considering as a, a possible way to communicate with friends and family. Absolutely. Um, you, you said your fiance is a doctor? Yes. Uh, Bernie's healthcare plan is that, <laughs> is that we she is uh, an audiologist, but okay. I think it's kind of the way that the system is going to be working is one towards. Um, I don't have a good answer for you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have answers for you so many different ways. Um, you know, part of it is that has she expressed concern that you know universal healthcare is not what she want? You know, what, not what she signed up for when she start went to medical school, or yeah, uh, it's not what she signed. She honestly, um, we've talked about sort of the benefits of it and sort of the expansion of it, and she's been on board. Uh, there's been no concerns about it at all. I mean, she's never expressed trepidation about Bernie's plan. Um, and honestly, I don't, you know, she got busier and, uh, after the uh, Affordable Care Act kind of kicked in, mm -hmm. um, and she works for a company that's very supportive and very, uh, effective in terms of implementing this kind of healthcare reform for themselves. And I think that, uh, you know, universal healthcare, you don't go to Britain and Canada and see poor doctors. They're not out on the street, you know, we'll do surgery for change. We're, it's a, it's a long-standing and a completely necessary um, occupation. And I think that what we might be seeing is more customers, more patients, however you want to call them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's, that's, the more people that get preventative health care, uh, the better. And I think that's really the only way to approach it is, you know, can we be only concerned with how it's going to affect ourselves? I don't think so. Um, I think we kind of have to look at a, at a bigger picture. And, uh, you know, like I said, the healthcare thing was never the driving factor for me, which um, maybe it is for her. I should talk to her more about that. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of just going along. Cause, but. Cause she went to medical school. She's carrying a lot of medical school debt. I would imagine she wants to pay that off as, soon, as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, you know, Bernie's all about getting rid of student loan debt, too. Uh, and absolutely, we're carrying a lot of debt. It's actually a pretty significant hindrance in our lives. Um, you know, here we are. We're both college graduates. She's a doctor. Um, I've worked in relatively high-paying fields, uh, and we're still kind of living on the same strict budget that I've had for for years now. Mm -hmm. um, we don't always stick by it, of course, but but it exists. Uh, and that's you know, for me, that was always really frustrating. Is here's this brilliant woman who's incredibly successful and well-recognized and respected by her peers. And she goes home and we're still looking at whether or not we're going to have canned super frozen pizza some nights. Oh. Um, 
so it's it, and it can be a little heartbreaking because when we start talking about things um last year when i you know lost my last job and my mom, my mom passed away uh we had to rely on our savings which we had a couple of thousand well, a few thousand dollars to kind of get mm-hmm. us through until i got my, my next job um so it was like credit card debts and savings well the savings was supposed to be for our wedding mm-hmm. so in order to kind of survive her student loans and kind of me being out of work we were using up all the wedding money um which we already invested you know uh, deposits and she bought her dress and shoes and we'd gotten the save the dates and the invitations and party favors i mean we were really invested in this wow kind of had to walk away from it and say we can't afford to do this right now this isn't so you guys did did you postpone the wedding we've postponed it Uh, you know the wedding's still on we're still engaged but um it's not something that's economically viable for us. I think that that's a, a big concern. Wow. And, you know, like I said, here's this uh, incredibly successful person um, who's been driven her whole life. And she's got to deal with a political junkie who's volunteering eight to 10 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I, that's, that's something I wanted to ask you. How, how is she handling this? So she doesn't see you when you're at work, obviously, and then you're, you know, on the computer when you get home. I mean, how's that? Um, well, she has hobbies. That helps. Okay. That's great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I work a lot of the time that I'm spending uh, sort of working on the sub at home. I'm doing, uh, I actually, you know, it's like uh, during my commute, I take the train to work. Um, so I'll work during then and my lunch break and sort of intermittently throughout the day when I, if I find myself with a lull, um, you know, well, she's at the gym or something along those lines. And then I'll be checking my phone as we're watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes after she's fallen asleep, I'll be on the computer. Uh, weekends especially, or I don't really have weekends, but um, sort of every time that I have that she'll let me look at my phone, I'm pretty much going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is she sick of you talking about Bernie? My wife is not that political, but every time I bring up, you know, something that, you know, Hillary may have done or said that's inconsistent with their past position, I think my wife is just kind of getting sick of t- sick and tired of it at this point. And so I, I don't, and, and I don't, I don't know how uh, your fiance handles it. <laughs> well, one of the really nice things is that she's been apolitical her whole life. It's never okay. really mattered to her at all. So she just rolls with whatever I'm really excited about. Okay. Um, but is she ever like, let's stop talking about Bernie for one night. Let's just talk about something else. No, but her face does. <laughs> <laughs> she never says it, but I know she means it. And sometimes I'll try. Uh, you know, but I mean, typically she's sort of on board with the whole conversation. There are some things where um, she kind of is confused about Bernie's policies and how they'd affect her. And, you know, that's a valid thing. Is I'm not... Nobody is fully informed about what anything is going to turn into. I mean, so much of this is speculation or based off studies for any policy position mm-hmm. um, and how it would be implemented. I mean, that's the really big question is, you know, do we, like I said, do you aim high when you're going into these conversations and say, you know, we're going to put everybody to work doing all of these things and then see how they go through Congress? Or do you aim for minute changes and see whether or not they get through Congress? Um, so I, I think that, even the most informed of us have to put some uh, some faith sort of in what we're doing now. And she puts hers in me and I put mine into Bernie. So, uh, so she hasn't made up her mind yet. She's she, I've made up her mind. Okay. 
but she she can get sick of it but it, usually she just kind of lets me talk about it she'll get excited um when we were in wired last week or the week before um she was very excited about that and when we reached a million dollars i mean it's sort of like when we hit big waypoints or make big press uh she gets very very much uh, enthused about it all over again well that's great has, has this subreddit changed your life in any way oh absolutely um How so? Uh, it's actually kind of, uh, I have always sort of had difficulty, uh, making friends. Okay. Um, and we moved away from home a few years ago. Um, originally from Chicago, moved out here and you know, neither one of us are the most social people, which is kind of interesting how we ever got together. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of gave me an opportunity, uh, to sort of find like-minded people. Uh, and communicate with them. And at first it was just, you know, just a couple of guys sitting around and then it grew into all these other people that I could talk to that I have something in common with. Um, would I like to have them in person? Absolutely. But only if they come visit me, I can't afford to fly out to Vermont. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that what I've kind of developed here in terms of uh, information that I have access to and friends that I can make um and connections, just all sorts of things have kind of switched me away from, you know, building houses and designing furniture to all of a sudden what, what possibilities exist for me in, in politics or in organizing um, sort of the whole direction of my life has kind of been put in flux and kind of been questioned. Yeah. It really sounds like your eyes are sort of open to a whole new world that, you know, you may not have had access to before. Yeah. And like I said, I, you know, I'd have to, See if Aiden would be willing to go in and oh, in with me on a on a condo somewhere in uh, Florida, so we can start another political campaign. I don't know, but I, I think you guys totally should. I mean, <laughs> all, all kidding aside, candidates would pay handsomely, or would just love to, you know, kind of tap into what you guys have tapped into. Right? It's mobilizing all these people online to actually raise money, campaign, canvas. You know, I, I think uh, I think candidates. We just love to learn from you, pay you, hire you. I mean, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of possibilities out there for you guys. Yeah. Well, um, we certainly hope so, but that's not the number one ways, number one reason why we work. Um, it's sort of the let's be excited about that if and when that happens. But for now, let's get this campaign going. Because what could be a better resume builder than saying helped elect the, the first democratic socialist to uh, <laughs> president? Yeah. Oh, how'd you guys do last election? Well, let me tell you a story. Well, I, I think one, I think a better one would be you you being named chief social media officer in the uh, Sanders cabinet. Um, well, as a group, just like the four of us sitting in one chair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. This is not something that I think that I could have done alone. Um, it's certainly something that I not, could not maintain alone, especially my present status in terms of how I work. Um, and I think that that's true for Aiden as well. I think that this, the fact that this developed was the ability to kind of you know, work in conjunction with other people who were so tightly knit um, that we could keep this growing. And I think that that would be true for whatever our next venture is. I don't think Aiden and I could, the two of us walk into a room or even solo walk into a room and say with any, um, great confidence and just say hey we can do everything for you but we could walk in with a couple of the other people that we work with and say yeah we can we can totally do what we're talking about right now i think that's an amazing message and i think that's probably the best point to uh 
to stop this conversation. I really want to thank you for your time. I think uh, your story is amazing. I think what you're doing is amazing. And um, again, just thank you for your, for your time. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. It's always, uh, always fun to talk about it. Uh, is there any place that people can find you online? Um, well, you can always go to Sanders for President. Um, that'd be sandersforpresident.reddit.com. Um, or you can go to our website, which will most likely just take you back to Reddit. Uh, and that's grassrootsforsanders.com. Great. Well, David Frederick, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope you have a good day. And uh, let me know when it's up. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye.